Welcome to Cozy Co-Creation, a podcast about healing and manifestation for trauma survivors. My name is Samara Kasai, and I help trauma survivors repair their relationship with the universe, graduate from good vibes only, and co-create their most fulfilling lives. I'm the founder of Moody and Magnetic, which is a group coaching program where you'll learn and practice trauma-informed manifestation. I also have the pleasure of guiding my private clients through deep healing and transformation in a six-month container called Trustfall. For even more support on your healing journey and to keep up with all of my different programs, you can follow me on Instagram at Samara Kasai. Let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Cozy Co-Creation podcast. Today we have an episode on manifestation troubleshooting or what to do when you feel like your manifestation isn't working. So you've been trying a bunch of stuff, you have really been following what the manifestation teachers are telling you to do, maybe you've even looked up a bunch of different manifestation methods and are really, really trying to piece it all together and to figure it out and you've been applying yourself right it's not like you just are sitting on your couch and doing nothing and expecting things to come out of thin air but you're really putting effort into your manifestation and you're not seeing the results that you want so what do you do I have definitely been there and I have five different things that you could try and I really recommend just listening to this episode, if this is you, this is how I would recommend sitting with this episode. Of course, listen to it all the way through, however, um, and wherever you are right now, if you're in the gym, in the car, um, if you're joining on Instagram Live, of course, like hang out. Um, but when you have a moment, I would listen to this one with a notebook and just make a note for myself of what each of these five tips are and whether or not I feel like one of those tips is really aligned with the issue that I think I'm having because there's so many different issues that anyone could be having with manifestation. It is something that I believe is honestly very overcomplicated and that's something that I'm going to be talking about in I believe the next episode actually is is about overcomplicating manifestation and and the ways in which people benefit from making it appear really complex and mystical when it, it honestly just doesn't have to be. And so because sorry my cat is like eating a eating a basket over there. So if you hear that, that's just my cat. Um <laughs> I got two kittens over the weekend and so my kittens are just into everything and it's really cute, but you know, background noise will be a thing and that's okay. Anyway, as I was saying, there are a lot of narratives out there that say manifestation is really hard, manifestation is really complicated, and if you feel like you you are overcomplicating manifestation and making it harder than it has to be, definitely come back for episode five because it's just going to be all about overcomplicating manifestation. But if you are in this place now where you're like, I'm trying this and it's not working. It does pay to take a look through at what you're doing and just check in with yourself. Like, 
of the five things I'm going to mention today, does any of this resonate with me? Does it seem like I am struggling because of something Samara said? And does the tip that Samara mentioned seem like it's going to help me? And so just watch through this again with a pen and a notebook if what I'm saying is resonating with you right now. And with that, I'm going to get into the episode. So this was actually inspired by one of you all who DM'd me and just basically asked, like, I feel like I've never manifested anything. I've been trying at this for years, like literal years, and I feel like I've never successfully manifested anything. So have you ever felt like this before, Samara? And what do you think I should do? And so this is really inspired by you all. Thank you so much for writing into me. I've definitely felt like that before. Um, and there's... Again, like I said, manifestation is really overcomplicated. It's made to seem like it's this really challenging thing that only certain people can do and that only and that it's more of like a reflection of your relationship with the universe and how much the universe loves you and also somehow a reflection of like how healed you are and how um, how well you're managing your thoughts and like there's so many different ways that people can look at manifestation just make it mean something about them and draw really disempowering conclusions and so just take a look at what you're making it mean that you're not getting these results and I'll talk about that a little bit with my first tip which is to be mindful of how you're comparing yourself to other people and so oftentimes we see someone else whether it's online or in person who is practicing manifestation and they manifest something that we want with what we perceive to be relative ease. So we see someone and we and they're making it look really easy. They're making it look like they just snapped their fingers and something happened for them, whether it be someone talking about a launch that they had in their business or the home that they're living in that they manifested. Usually when we hear someone say, I manifested XYZ, our mind makes that mean they snap their fingers and something happened. And so be mindful when you're seeing other people talk about what they've manifested and just take note of whether or not you're making that mean oh, this person snapped their fingers and it happened. Oh, this must have been really easy for this person to get. A lot of the times manifestation is portrayed as a shortcut or as the easy and fast way to do something. And so if someone is saying, I manifested a, I don't know, a penthouse apartment, and you have been really trying to manifest a, pen, a penthouse apartment and putting a lot of effort in, seeing someone else say that they did it might make you think, oh, fuck, I should have done it by now. It should have been easier for me especially if this person is portraying it in such a way where they're like, I'm such a great manifester, I'm so powerful, look at this amazing thing I manifested. They're not really going into how long it took. They're not really going into the logistical pieces that were involved. They're not going into anything that may have helped them get the apartment. They're kind of just saying, I manifested a penthouse apartment, look at me. That can make it really challenging to compare yourself to people like that. And so just notice as you're noticing and seeing other people and comparing yourself to them, are you drawing that conclusion that like, oh, this person is saying they manifested something that must mean that it was easy for them. Right. And so that's one aspect of it. The other thing is to look at your relationship with time, because a lot of the times we will see someone else manifest something. Let's say I manifested my whole 2022 vision board 
for example, I didn't manifest my whole 2022 vision board yet, but like, let's say someone was sitting here, we're in September, and someone is saying, it's September and I manifested my 2022 vision board already, or I already met my 2022 goals. And you could look at that and make that mean, okay, well, this person manifested, let's say, um, $100,000 in nine months, and I've been trying to manifest $100,000 for three years. And so why is it that this person's able to do it in nine months? They must be a better manifester than me. This must mean that manifestation doesn't work for me, and this must just mean that like my manifestation is never gonna come because it hasn't come already. And so a lot of the times when we see people sharing that they manifested something quickly, it can make us go into that now or never mindset. Like if it was gonna happen, it would have happened already, especially because it's working for this other person and it has happened quickly for this other person. And so that is where comparison can become really tricky because we're told often like, oh, you know, people are just being an example of what's possible and they're they're here to inspire. And like, while that may be true and that may be their intention, and of course we don't wanna just like vilify people for having results that we want, we have to check in with ourselves and ask ourselves like do i feel inspired by this or am i using this to further reinforce a disempowering narrative that i already have about myself if i believe i'm never going to make it if i believe my goals are impossible if i believe that i can't manifest things and then i see someone manifesting something either quicker than me or easier than me to my mind, that will say, see, this is proof. This is evidence that I'm not ever gonna manifest what I want because if it was gonna happen, it would have happened already. Look, it's happening for this other person. And so that's up to you, right? You have to be aware of how you're thinking about it and the different conclusions that you are drawing when you see another person manifesting a thing that you want. And so hopefully that helps in terms of just being mindful of how you're comparing yourself to others. I'm not gonna say stop comparing yourself to others because it's literally just so natural. It's like the thing that we do, it's part of the human condition and it's nothing to beat yourself up about or be mean to yourself about. But what you do need to do is notice how you're comparing yourself. Notice what you're telling yourself about yourself as you're making these comparisons and invite yourself to start comparing yourself in a healthier way. So one way to do that could be, I see that this person manifested this thing in nine months and I've been trying to manifest it for three years. First of all, is there anything that I'm not seeing? Is there a chance that I'm not seeing the whole story? Just ask yourself because with any person that is not us, we are never seeing the whole story. We are always seeing a snapshot, whether it's a person that we live with. Like, I don't know everything about my partner. I don't know everything about their life. And I've known this person since 2017 and we've been living together. And like, I, I don't know any, I don't know everything. I was gonna say, I don't know anything. I don't know everything about anyone who isn't me. And so there's always gonna be factors and things that we are not aware of. And it's important to just invite our brain to like acknowledge those gaps that we have in the narrative and remind ourselves like, I don't actually know the whole story here. One thing that has been really, really reassuring and helpful for me in cases like this, where I see someone manifesting something and it looks like they just snapped their fingers and it happened and I get into this place where I'm like, why hasn't that happened for me? Is I'll really just invite myself to remember like, I don't know the whole story. 
And it is not up to me to go get the whole story, right? Because sometimes then we can start going through all of this person's content and looking for different avenues and hows and and trying to like reverse engineer exactly what they did. That's not the point. The point is not to reverse engineer exactly what anyone else did. The point is to understand that everyone is on their own journey and that there are infinite ways for us to get what we want, including maybe some of the things that that person did, but maybe it will include 0% of what that person did. That person is not now on a pedestal just because they have something that I want, right? And so really just inviting yourself to have those healthy, well-rounded, holistic conversations with yourself when you notice that you're comparing yourself to someone else. Now, the caveat that I want to say here is that if you are comparing yourself and it's becoming very unhealthy to where your self-talk is just getting really, really destructive and you're starting to be really mean to yourself, just unfollow, mute, unfollow, unsubscribe, whatever you need to do to not expose yourself to that person because at the end of the day there's no reason to just expose yourself to unnecessary pain right so just do what you need to do set up your boundaries honor your boundaries and what i would recommend is first try some of the things that i mentioned see if that helps the situation if that doesn't help and you're just really really noticing that comparing yourself to these people who have what you want is causing you to feel like you're never going to get there, just remove them. If it's a person in your life, like a friend or a family member, and you kind of have to be around that person, that's something else. And so you can learn how you're going to set boundaries with that person. Maybe don't talk about that thing with them until you're ready or until you feel stronger or until you feel more confident in yourself. But maybe it's just a matter of giving yourself the grace to recognize that you're in charge of the information that you consume and if consuming a certain type of information causes you to feel a certain way just don't consume it just let yourself let it let yourself off the hook right like let yourself be in charge of what you take in and let yourself set those kinds of boundaries that are going to help you feel protected so the purpose of this tip is not even necessarily to quote unquote turn your manifestation around or get your manifestation back on track but it's really to help you remove the different things or reframe the different things in your life that could be contributing to you feeling like it's not going to work right because if you go through the process feeling like it's not going to work you're not going to give it your all you're not going to be looking for solutions and your brain is going to be looking consistently for evidence that confirms your narrative that it's not going to work. So this is just part of really just getting yourself back into that confident space around your manifestation and coming back to the place where you feel good about your manifestation and you feel like you have a chance, right? Maybe you don't yet feel like it's inevitable, but just getting yourself from this isn't working, it's never going to happen into okay, maybe I can actually do this. Maybe I have a chance. And so the next tip, which is a little bit related, is about healing your relationship with time and taking the long view. So, sorry, my cat is like, (laughs) I'm still getting used to having cats and like living my life because it's only been a few days, but um, my cat was like really wanting attention from me. Anyway, 
healing your relationship with time and taking the long view. So as I mentioned earlier, sometimes we see our manifestation as taking too long and therefore our now or never brain will make that mean it's never gonna happen. And some of this is because we live in a society that really puts a ton of pressure on time and wants us to be moving as fast as possible at all times. And we have to deliberately remind ourselves like rushing is just a function of capitalism. It just wants us to be as productive as possible and to have as many outputs in as short a period of time so that we can grow other people's businesses as fast as they want to grow, right? It, it all goes back to like, we live in a society that is structured around creating this sense of urgency and this scarcity mindset around time. And so really let yourself get clear on if my conclusion is this manifestation isn't working because it hasn't happened yet, and because I'm in some kind of scarcity around time around it, let yourself have that conversation and recognize like, actually, it's not that it isn't working, it's that it hasn't happened yet. What do I need to do to be able to wait it out, to be able to be more resilient? And so one of the things that I like to do is to consult my future self and again, take the long view. So what does the long view mean? The long view is really just zooming out. For me, I like to zoom out 10 years and looking at how your life will have changed over the next 10 years. Not how I want it to change this week or by the end of 2022 or by tomorrow, but really how do I want my life to look over the next 10 years? And if there was a future me 10 years from now who had already who was living in the manifestations that I was working towards currently, who was literally living in my vision board, what would they want me to know right now? What are some pieces of advice that they would have for me? Usually with those kinds of things, the advice is just keep going, don't give up. It's not that you don't know what you're doing. It's probably just that things take time. But really, this is going to be for you to have a conversation with your future self and ask them, like, okay, you are already living in this vision board. What do you want me to know right now? And really imagine this person as being 10 years in the future. Why? Because chances are the things that you have on your vision board are not actually going to take 10 years. And so you can wrap your mind around the idea that you 10 years from now has this manifestation and it might be harder to wrap your mind around the idea that maybe you one year from now has the manifestation especially if your goals are things that are going to really require you to stretch and to grow and to you know become a different version of yourself usually you're gonna give yourself a whole lot of leeway around when you think this is going to become normalized for you. So 10 years is what I like to work on and just think about, I'm 26, so I'll think about my 36-year-old self who is way normalized all the things I'm working towards now. And I just ask them, like, what would you want me to know? And so if this is something you've never done before or if it's, like, kind of wonky to get into that headspace, one thing that always helps me is to look at my actual personal timeline and so my personal timeline is just like the trajectory of my life and I'll ask myself okay what's something that is really normal for me now that at one point was challenging and 
So for example, say, I'll just use me. At one point, it was challenging to believe I could ever have a six-figure salary. Let's go with that. It was really challenging for me to believe that, especially because, you know, I made $30,000 three years in a row when I was really discouraged and I was like, this is awful. I will never get where I want to go. I'll never have the money I want to have. And so I'll just ask myself, like, okay, this is now normal for me now. I now have a six-figure salary. I'm moving beyond that. What does the me who, like, back back in the days of making $30,000, what do they need to know? What what words of encouragement do I have to that person? And I'll just write some stuff out, and then I'll just look and see, does any of this apply to the current situation that I'm in, to the current thing that I'm struggling with, to the current thing that I feel like does not work? And so that's a way to kind of cheat yourself. Not cheat in like a, I feel like the word cheat can have such a negative connotation, but what I really mean is just a way to work around your own belief system if you are really struggling to feel like the 10 years from you now, um, 10 years from now, you (laughs) will have anything of help to provide. So hopefully that all made sense. That is the next point. Consult your future self, take the long view, look at your relationship with time. Now I'm going to get into some more tactical stuff, like really moving the manifestation forward, kind of how to activate it. And one thing that's coming to mind to share is that I do have a class called How to Channel Your Anxious Energy into Miracles. It's it's actually called Cozy and Quantum. And it really helps with people who have a lot of anxiety and a lot of um, just stress and distress and possibly like trauma around their goals and even just thinking about their goals they can start to get really stressed this helps redirect that anxiety into the thing that you're trying to create and so it's a little bit of energy work a little bit of psychology it's a really great workshop i've gotten great feedback from everyone who's done it so far i will link it in the show notes and then if you are watching on instagram i'll keep it in the link in my bio so you can go check that out if this conversation is resonating with you and if the issue that you have is really like mental health related and you're noticing that you are freezing up around your manifestation and you just need to to reorganize a little bit of that energy so feel free to go check that out but back to these tips tip number three is to audit your manifestation process so what are you doing we mentioned that you're taking steps to manifest so you know Whatever the different methods that you're using, are you visualizing, are you lighting candles, are you journaling, are you using affirmations, making a vision board, whatever you're doing, what are the different steps that you're taking within this manifestation and are those steps things that you genuinely want to do and things that you believe in? Because sometimes we can do something and we're like, I don't even know if this is going to work, I don't really understand why I'm doing this. But someone who is more successful than me said to do it, so I'm just going to do it. And in that way, we end up giving our power away, and we end up overriding our inner knowing to just kind of go through the motions because we believe it's what we're supposed to do, quote-unquote. And so just ask yourself, like, where am I performing? Where am I just kind of going through the motions, but my heart's not really in it, and I don't really believe in the thing that I'm doing? So one example might be if you 
like candle magic just doesn't do it for you like you genuinely don't believe and no one like I'm not here to judge you you have your own beliefs and that's important for you to know about but if you genuinely don't believe that lighting a candle that says money on it is going to bring you more money but yet you're lighting this candle that is performative and it's not necessarily going to actually help you get what you want and so be honest with yourself like am I doing something I don't believe will help me just because I saw another quote-unquote more successful person do it and when we notice those things it's important to be honest with ourselves about them and it's important to edit them out of the process stop doing the things that you actually don't believe in and that you can't get behind you have to create a manifestation process that really resonates with you and that is going to be something that you're intrinsically motivated to do and so one way to figure this out is to really just write down all the different things that you've done to work towards your manifestation in the past week or month whatever have you and just highlight or like underline for yourself this is something that I just did because I saw someone do it on Instagram this is something that I just did because I saw my friend doing it or whatever have you but I don't actually believe in it if I were in a vacuum and had to come up with something myself this is not what I would come up with and, and I'm genuinely not behind it and just give yourself permission to stop doing those things because that can make us feel really busy and like we're doing a lot and it can be incredibly frustrating when we are doing a lot and if you're like me you're not just like taking a back seat like you're putting effort in but it's not working and it's probably not working because you don't believe it's gonna work like to be honest because like I said our brain is always looking for evidence to confirm the decisions that we've already made and if we don't believe that something is going to be effective then we are not going to apply it to the degree where it will be successful so for example if someone says that they manifested their car by um, one of my friends actually did manifest their car this way but like they manifested their car because they would visualize their parking spot with a new car in it and that was their method and that really really worked for them and they did that every day and it really helped and at some point they felt like the car was really there and then they ended up getting a really great deal on this new car and so if you see that but you actually don't believe in visualization or if visualization just doesn't work for you like you close your eyes and you don't see anything for me personally I I'm kind of hit or miss with visualization I need it to be very heavily guided because I do carry a lot of anxiety and so sometimes my mind will go to the worst case scenario rather than the thing I actually want and so if you know that that's your relationship with visualization but you are sitting there forcing yourself to do it and then you're saying, I'm visualizing every day, why isn't it working for me? One thing that that can do for us is really associate the thing that we want with a process that we don't want. So it kind of creates this sense of like, it's a means to an end, it's a performance, I'm paying my dues to the universe. It's almost as if we have a cosmic tax to pay before we can get what we want. But we are going through so much emotional labor and doing so much hard work that we're like, haven't I earned it by now? Why haven't I earned it by now? And it creates this really toxic understanding of what manifestation even is. And it can really cause us to get impatient because we want the process to be over. And so like I said earlier, 
if you are concluding that your manifestation isn't working, usually it's because your manifestation has not come through yet. And you have some degree of if it hasn't happened yet, it probably will never happen. And so one of the things that can contribute to this impatience is having a process that you don't actually enjoy and that you really want to be over with and you believe that once my car once i've manifested the car i can stop doing the stupid visualization thing so where the fuck is the car right versus this is a process that i really believe in it's something that i love it nourishes me i could do this every day for the rest of my life and it doesn't actually matter how long the car takes to come because i'm really enjoying the different processes that I'm going through to manifest the car. I'm really enjoying connecting with the car in whatever way feels good for me. And so just have a think about that. Let yourself be honest about like, what am I doing because I saw someone else do it, but I don't actually believe that it would help or I don't actually feel good about it and I wouldn't do it organically. And just how is that affecting my level of patience in the process? Because patience is actually a really big underrated aspect of manifestation is that you have to really understand that like it's going to take however long it's going to take and like the questions of of whether or not divine timing is true and all those things are really (laughs) what I want to say is like out of the scope they're not things I think about very frequently and so you know maybe if one of you asks me this I'll think more about it but the way that I have made sense of the timing of manifestation is really that I understand that my life is on a general trajectory and that I have a say in the direction of that trajectory and I have a say in how I feel along the way. And I make sure that I take ownership of those aspects. So in terms of how I feel along the way, that is all of this cozy co-creation stuff. I make sure that I'm doing things in a way that's going to honor my nervous system, in a way that's going to help me feel well-rested in a way that's going to honor my healing journey in a way that is going to help me expand my comfort zone rather than leave my comfort zone all the things that I talk about in moody and magnetic that's like how I get to feel along the way and then the direction is I get to have a say in my goals I get to decide what my goals are it's not a goal that I am taking on to prove anything to anyone else it's not a goal that I'm taking on to spite someone who has wronged me or to prove someone wrong about me it's not a goal that is coming from anything other than my heart it's something that I genuinely desire and I have a training that I will be adding to the podcast soon if you're on Instagram you already have access to this um, all about how to cast a powerful vision a vision that pulls you forward and the kind of vision that pulls you forward is a vision that's authentic to you so that's how I really conceptualize my role in the trajectory of things as far as what happens in what order and in what time frame those are things i don't really think about i focus on creating a life in the present moment that feels really good like how they say create a life you don't need a vacation from i really take that to heart and i try to do my best in my current circumstances to create something that feels sustainable and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I, I went into it a little bit more with my um, with the training that I'm going to be releasing on the podcast soon, the Powerful Vision training, because I talked a little bit about how to release desperation from your vision. And a lot of that for me has looked like, and, and what I've led my clients to do, is to really create a situation in your current life that you could live in 
for as long as necessary, not I'm writing this out until it actually gets good. Like I'm in the, the prelude to my life always, which is something that can really suck. And it's also something that I've lived in for a while. And it's something that can really, really make you think your manifestation isn't working. Because if you view your current situation as like a Band-Aid or as a, um, it is temporary. I don't want to say you view it as, temp- like it is obviously temporary. Everything that we're in is temporary ultimately. Ultimately everything is impermanent. But um, if you view it as something that you're putting up with for the sake of getting what you want, you will perpetually wake up day in and day out feeling like you have failed, you have gone wrong because you haven't escaped yet. It's the escapism thing. And so this isn't really a tip. It's more just a a tangent that I'm on. But the escapism can be so challenging to navigate. And if you are starting to really doubt your manifestation process and feel like your manifestation isn't working, Definitely stay tuned for that training that I'm going to be releasing. It'll probably come out in October, but stay tuned for that. If you're on Instagram, go watch it. It's it's on Instagram Live already. And really just allow yourself to create a circumstance in your current reality that feels sustainable and that doesn't feel like something you need to escape from. And so actually on that, let's make that that is let's make that tip number 5. <laughs> But let's go into it now because I'm already here. So in terms of creating a reality that you are that you're not needing to escape from, first of all, that's going to release impatience. That's going to release the now or never mindset. That's going to let you really sink into the life that you have. It's also going to help you just feel a sense of sufficiency and enoughness, quote unquote, enoughness, sufficiency is what is required to help you start feeling capable and successful and confident it's kind of like the next layer if you start to feel good enough and adequate and sufficient you can then build into feeling confident capable successful confident capable successful people achieve their goals confident capable successful people can manifest effectively so as you start to cultivate this sense of sufficiency You are moving yourself in the direction of starting to believe that your manifestations are inevitable and that they're going to work out because you are good enough and you are capable and you are the kind of person who can create a good life for yourself. Boom. (laughs) So really, how do we start doing this? How do we move into this sufficiency, this enoughness, and really create a life that feels sustainable for us? One thing that I really like to do is to just look at my life now and journal about my ideal day so looking at your life now is important being honest with yourself like what are the things about my life that i really don't like that really don't serve me so it could be the fact that like for me my apartment is is pretty messy um that doesn't serve me right now um what else Anything, like, really anything that doesn't serve you, just be honest with yourself. You can make a list. It could be a really long list. It could be a a really short list. Whatever have you that you might be trying to escape from or thinking that this manifestation is going to solve, if it's a money thing, like, write about your money situation and all the aspects that don't serve you. And then write about your ideal day. I don't mean write about your ideal life. I mean write about your ideal day. Your ideal day is literally just... What time do you wake up? What do you do after you wake up? 
what do you do all throughout the day, and then what time do you go to bed. And just fill in as much as you can think of about that ideal day. And why do I say your ideal day? Because your ideal day is manageable, it is small, it is very digestible for your mind, and it helps point you in the direction of things that you can do currently, small changes you can make that can help you just start feeling this sense that my life as it is, is good enough, is fulfilling, is sufficient. So for example, I did this recently, I was journaling about my ideal day, and I ended up writing that in my ideal day, I work out in the afternoons and I spend the mornings really on just like my inner work and caring for myself, meditation, breath work, and that I make time to stretch every day. So I wrote a bunch of other stuff, but basically what I did was I wrote about my whole ideal day and I noticed like these are some things I could implement now. I was doing my workouts in the morning, hadn't really questioned it, just thought like, okay, this is a convenient time for me to do it. I was doing my workouts in the morning. I was stretching eh, like on and off, but I definitely wasn't making time to stretch every day and I wasn't doing breath work or meditation or anything like that consistently. I was kind of just doing it haphazardly when it felt like I needed to do it. And so from journaling about my ideal day, I saw these are some tweaks that I could make to my ideal day that are some tweaks I could make to my current life that could help move me into this space of like, oh, I'm living my ideal day already, like I'm already here. And it really helps to just make those little tweaks. And so what I recommend is journaling about your ideal day and then highlighting, underlining, somehow marking for yourself three very simple, easy fixes, not things that would require your whole like circumstances to change because we're trying to get out of escapism here, but like things that are small and insignificant and don't require a huge barrier to entry that you could put into your everyday life now. And so that will really help. One thing that I did when I was in a living situation that I didn't like and I would just like imagine my ideal home and I would say my ideal home has these huge windows. I just cleaned the windows in my current home so that I could, and I made sure they were open so that my home was getting as much natural light as possible and that made a huge difference for me. It seemed like it was so small, but like I wasn't prioritizing cleaning the windows and I wasn't prioritizing opening the blinds and I was sitting in my dark apartment <laughs> dreaming about having an apartment with lots of natural light. And then I did something so small that really helped and it's these kinds of things that can really help us sink into the current situation and start to feel sufficient and enough right now as we are. And so hopefully that helps. I'm going to take a little hydration break. Feel free to hydrate with me. Mm. Hydration is so important, especially as we're moving a lot of energy. This conversation is definitely one that's moving a ton of energy if you're listening to it all the way through. So make sure that you just take some space to breathe, to drink some water. Um, as far as my tips, I want to make sure that I have said all of them. Okay, we've got one more. This is the last tip. So the last tip is to make sure that your goals themselves are not interdependent unnecessarily. So that is probably a mouthful, but I'm going to unpack it. So 
Oftentimes, we have an idea of what order things have to come in. So interdependent meaning one thing depends on the other, depends on the other, depends on the other. Oftentimes, we might have a goal around a trip we want to take, a goal around money we want to manifest, and a goal around um, a house we want to live in, right? Or a job we want to get. We probably believe that the job we want to live in has to come, or the job we want to get has to come before the money, has to come before the travel, has to come before the house. We see things in a linear fashion and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start to feel like your manifestations aren't working, it might be because you have a multitude of different goals and you've put them all in order and now you're frustrated because you've been going full speed ahead at the thing you believe has to come first and not really giving yourself a lot of space to just let things unfold in whatever order makes sense. Another way that people do this, especially if you're someone who has a business online or you do a lot of marketing on social media, you might believe, I want to have you know, 10,000 followers and I want to make $100,000 and you might believe that you're going to make $100,000 after you have 10,000 followers. So you're just telling yourself that one thing has to come before the other. Honestly, that does a lot more harm than good. I know that there are people who... um will sell it to you that way like kind of like I'm going to help you get more followers so you can make more money or I'm going to help you get um, this really good job so you can make more money it usually comes down to so you can make more money um, is is kind of the, the means to an end here that we're usually working with but you have to remember for yourself and keep your own like narrative clear that Nothing I want is just a means to getting something else. So if you want more money, you want more money because you want more money. If you want more followers, you want more followers in its own right. You just want to reach more people. If you want to go on a trip, you just want to go on that freaking trip. And that's it, right? Just let your goals live as individual things that you're working towards independently of each other. And I'm going to give you a really good example of how this has worked for me when I just let go of this idea that certain goals depended on other goals and everything needed to go in a certain order. And I just was like, nope, each of these is a separate thing. They will happen in whatever order they happen. I literally do not know. And it doesn't serve me to try to figure it out. So, well, one thing is always if you're thinking about followers and money and stuff like that, you don't need a certain number of followers to have a certain amount of money. There are people who have fewer followers than me who make more money than me. There are people who have more followers than me that make less money than me. I had a coach once who had 300, in, no, 300 email subscribers and had had a $50,000 launch. I, at the time, I think had 1,000 or 1,200 email subscribers and I have never had a $50,000 launch. So literally your audience size and the amount of money you're making, that is a false, false relationship. You can just break that one open right now if that's something that you've been thinking. Um, but that wasn't the example that I wanted to give. I wanted to give an example around 
a time when I was trying to manifest three things at once. The first thing was I wanted to go on a trip to Sedona. I wanted to have a certain money goal in my business, which is weird because I don't even remember. Oh, I wanted to make $35,000 in a quarter in my business. And I wanted to move out of my partner's freaking home. Um, my partner's, no, not my partner's home. My partner's family's home. Because um, we've already talked about on past episodes how that situation was. But I wanted those three things. And I believed, of course, that the money had to be the first thing I accomplished. Then the home would probably come next. And then maybe it would be the travel after I was like settled into the home. And after I let all of these things be separate things, it honestly became very clear to me how I could move. Um, an opportunity popped up to move to the Bay, which I wasn't even thinking. I thought that we were just going to stay in San Diego but move to a different neighborhood, even though I didn't like San Diego, which is something that I hadn't given myself space to consider. But I was like, okay, something came up and I could move to the Bay and I could actually be making really good money in the Bay. So let's look at this opportunity. If I had said, no, my business has to have a $35,000 quarter before I can move, it would have never even occurred to me to entertain this other opportunity that popped up where I could move to the Bay and be making really good money living in the Bay. So I let myself kind of separate those things. I let myself move to the Bay in that time, I realized I did not actually want to go to Sedona. I just saw a bunch of people on Instagram going to Sedona and thought, okay, Sedona looks really cool. But when I looked into Sedona, I was like, I don't think this is my kind of place. I don't think I would really like it there. Um, I also feel like the hassle of getting there is not worth it to me because it involves a four-hour drive. And I... I've already talked on this podcast about how I don't like to drive. And so I was just like, Sedona was just a shiny Instagram thing. It's not something that I cared about very much. And so I just let that one go. I was like, I don't need to go to Sedona, nor do I need to be frustrated that that quote unquote manifestation is not working because it's not even something I want. So I let the Sedona thing go, let myself move to the Bay. And my business actually has yet to make $35,000 in a quarter, but I was able to do all the other things. And now I'm letting my business grow organically as it does to make the amount of money that I want it to make. And so it's really powerful because you can start to see how when you're telling yourself that certain things have to happen before other things, you're really limiting the ability for your manifestations to just come in because you're letting yourself, you're um, not letting yourself, you're cutting yourself off from all the potential ways that each individual thing could get to you. And you're also cutting yourself off from the honesty and the conversations about like, why do I even want these things? Why do I believe these things are interrelated? The Sedona thing was honestly just like me getting really interested in um, like I can just say it, it felt like a box to check like oh I'm a spiritual person and I went to Sedona and I can check that box it didn't feel like something I genuinely wanted to do if I had been in a vacuum and sometimes I'll ask myself if I was in a vacuum and someone asked me do you want to come to Sedona I would probably say no but because I'm not in a vacuum because I have access to the internet I tend to just see things get the shiny object syndrome as everybody does and so 
there was no room for me to have that conversation because I had already added Sedona to my list of boxes to check off, to my list of things I needed to do. And it wasn't even putting me in a conversation about like, is this something that I actually care about? Or is this just a thing that I'm not manifesting, that I'm frustrated isn't working out for me? And so hopefully that helps. That's like a little bonus tip. Like ask yourself if your goals are actually coming from a box to check off or if they're coming from like something you genuinely want to do and you can check in with yourself and ask like if I was in a vacuum and someone in someone gave me the opportunity to do xyz no one would see me do it and no one yeah basically like no external person would know that I did it it would just be me doing it in a vacuum would I still want to do that thing a lot of times the answer will probably be no and that's not a reflection on you. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It literally just means like you're a human being. You get shiny object syndrome the same way that everybody does. We want to look a certain way so that we can be part of the group and that's okay. But as you're thinking about creating a life that actually fulfills you and that scratches your itches, your personal itches and lights you up, it's important to go back to this when I am in a vacuum, if I were in a vacuum and no one could see me doing the things I'm doing, would I still be doing this? Would this matter to me? <sighs> there was one more thing on the, on the vacuum note. Oh, speaking of your future self, one thing that I like to do too is to imagine me in a rocking chair at the end of my life. And this can be like everyone's going to do have their own relationship with their end of their life, but... Sometimes I'll just ask myself, like, if I was in a rocking chair at the end of my life, would this thing that I am so frustrated over even matter to me? Is this something that I'm going to tell my grandchildren about? Is this something that I want to be remembered for? Like, when people talk about me after I die, like, obviously, sometimes, you know, you die and people talk about you. Like, if you think about your eulogy, do I want this in my eulogy? Is this something I want to be remembered for by my loved ones and friends? Or is this literally just something that I'm spinning my wheels about? I'm really mad that it hasn't happened. But honestly, at the end of the day, it does not matter one way or the other to me. Because sometimes our brains can get us so invested in checking a box. And that's honestly perfectly okay. It's something that happens, but you have to be on to yourself and be aware of it. If we just notice that we're really invested in checking a box, we are also probably really invested in being the kind of person with unchecked boxes. And what that means is sometimes if we have this identity already that we are a failure, that things don't work out for us, and especially if we believe that manifestation is really hard and complicated and and only certain people can do it and you have to be really special and your vibration has to be really high and you have to be this like magnetic miracle worker person to manifest things into your life you can really fuck yourself over with this belief that like if i don't check all of these boxes as fast as possible i'm not good enough and it's not working for me because i'm just not the kind of person who can do that thing and so this has been a lot of information. Sit with it. Chew on it. Like I said, listen to this again with a notebook and have some honest conversations with yourself. If you really want to become a good manifester, it takes effort in the way that 
everything takes effort. Now, of course, I'm seeing the comments that are like, everyone's manifesting all the time. And so, yes, technically you are already a great manifester, whatever have you. That's not what I'm talking about here. We're talking about the idea that you want something and you don't have it and you're frustrated. And so if you want to be the kind of person who gets the things that you desire, who achieves your goals, who lives a life that lines up with your vision board, it requires you to be really honest with yourself and have conversations that most people are not willing to have with themselves. And that's okay, but it's something to just make time for in your life. So I hope this helps. If you love this kind of thing, if manifestation is your jam, if manifestation is something that you wish you had more people to talk to about, I really encourage you to stay tuned because in just a few weeks on October 5th, I'm going to be opening up my trauma-informed manifestation program. It is Manifestation for Trauma Survivors. It's incredibly healing. It's a great community. And it's something that I don't even know how to describe. It's just something that makes my heart sing every time that I talk about it. And if this is the kind of thing that you know you're ready for, just mark your calendar October 5th. It's going to be open for about 14 days. And just get your ducks in a row and stay tuned. Keep listening because I'm going to be sharing more details about it soon. So send me any questions that you have now, but know that it's coming and I am so ready to receive you. Okay, <laughs> I got to go. It's Mexican Independence Day. My partner is Mexican, so we're actually going to go grab some Mexican food right now, which is always fun. But I love you lots, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. If you resonated with anything from this episode, please take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Samarikasai. Even though that's all I have for you this week, I invite you to sign up for Exhale Scarcity, Inhale Abundance. This free breathwork and meditation toolkit has already helped so many people heal their experience of scarcity and cultivate more abundance in all areas of life. I can't wait to see what it'll do for you. With that, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Stay cozy.